What is going on, Internet? Welcome back to another episode of Nerdy Nomicron. That's right. We are back. Took a small holiday break, and uh, now here we are. Here we are, episode 15. But I got to let you guys in on a little secret. We recorded a different uh, podcast earlier this afternoon, and we kind of cheated on you. So our welcome back is uh, sloppy seconds, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) straight disrespect disrespect. doesn't even matter episode 15 i'm your host as always alex aka snurf and joining me the two bestest buds a man could ever ask for and i'm gonna switch it up ollie the Vonstrosity. How you doing, buddy? Oh, what? Are we live right now? We are just... live right now. <laughs> you know I'm doing good. Hell yeah. And of course, Ryan Sin the Ticks and Thetic. How you doing, man? Hello, hello, hello. You know, I'll never let you uh I'll never let you have that one. You will always be Sin the Tick. I know. I've embraced <laughs> it at this point. <laughs> As you should have. But yeah, welcome back, everybody. Holy shit. We've uh we took a little little hiatus there over the holidays just to, you know, do the holiday things, be with the family, be with the friends. Took a little little breaky break. Uh and now we're back at it. It is twenty twenty two. Hell yes. Um I think it's gonna be an exciting year for us. We're starting to to blow up and trend a little bit on the Twitter and uh we're going to start having guests and collaborations. And speaking of collaborations, we'll talk about a little bit of what happened earlier this afternoon, uh, a little bit later. And we've decided uh, to formally dismiss the docket. We will no longer have a docket. We're just going to talk about shit. Because you know what? Sometimes we can't stay inside that structure. Um, and why, why do we need structure? Fuck structure. We're anarchists here. We are, yeah, we're setting the world on fire. Fuck it, let's do it. Um, yeah. What's uh, what's everybody been up to? How's everybody doing? Doing great. There's there's a lot that's come out. In how long has it been? Three weeks, a month since we last spoke or had an episode. Uh, you know what? I can find out for you. December twelfth <laughs> was uh, when when we last recorded. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's been just over a month. Just be, just better. Just over a month. Hell yeah. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, yes, so, a lot has happened. Ollie, bring us in, man. Yeah, so I think Ryan finally caught up on our cane. I did, yep. About fucking time. And <laughs> Honestly, so good. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like semi-caught up on Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, well, you and I have got the first two episodes 100% yeah. down. I've got the first five minutes of episode three down, just because, like I said earlier, I did not use my time just- wisely today just had to beat me by five minutes i had to and sometimes you know what in, in in the game of life as well as the price is right sometimes one cent or five minutes makes all the difference exactly wise words <laughs> i know you know i i feel like i've grown a lot in the last month that we've been away and i've become wiser and stronger smarter more handsome older older shut up <laughs> <laughs> No, definitely not older. I don't get older till November. Uh, shout out to my wife, whose birthday is next week. You are turning 35, and I'm telling everybody on the internet, you're old. <laughs> oh, my God. Love you. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Yeah, tons of stuff's been going on. Fuck. Uh, you guys got like Yeah, Ryan got caught up on Arcane, and little bit of the witcher there and 
fuck. Yeah, that's we right. Were just, we were just right. We were just saying uh, earlier that uh, the Peacemaker show yeah. has fucking finally fucking come just out. Dropped. That was just dropped. What was that? Yesterday, day before? I think. Um, whatever, whenever the fourteenth was. Yeah, that was yesterday. I can't believe I, I missed that entirely. I can't believe I didn't know that. But I'm going to rely on you to talk about it a little bit later there. Um, yeah, Ryan, what else did you get caught up on? Uh, hmm. I think that was, well, I think it was just those two shows. Uh, and then we went to see Spider-Man finally. I know we had sort of talked in the last yeah. episode. We recorded about not having a date nailed down to go and see that. But we did eventually get around to yeah, it. We did. And I'm going to tell it, you now. You have forever changed the way I go to see movies. I will never, ever go back <laughs> to the peasantry that is regular theater. What is what is this garbage? This fucking it's like it's like the difference between flying coach and flying first class. I will never go back. How, you talking, talking about, about how nice the seats were? I'm talking about how <laughs> nice the entire experience was. Are you kidding me? Landmark Cinemas, shout outs to Landmark Cinemas, fans of the show. Please sponsor um, us. Please, yes. <laughs> please sponsor us. Hell yeah! I will fucking I will shill out for you, no problem. I will sell my soul, give my left testicle. Hell, I'll even cut <laughs> off my left hand if that means for the rest of my life I can see movies in the comfort of your theaters. Fucking reclining sofas, leather sofas, comfy reclining leather sofas, tons of arm room, uh, the screen was clear and nice, the glasses were different and much more clear, because we saw that in 3D and that was dope. I will. The popcorn tasted better, to me anyway, maybe I'm just overhyping it, I don't know, but I will never, ever go back to Dirty Dirty Cineplex. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. they got the big Putting you down. Yeah, huge dicks at Landmarks. <laughs> Holy fuck. They just swing them around, open doors with them and shit. Yeah, dude, we God. love that shit. I, you know, I'm, I, I'm glad that we all decided you guys you, you pushed me into, into going there because I, like, I wouldn't have checked it. I've always heard tale. You know, I've always heard the legend of Landmark Cinemas, and I'm like, I don't, whatever. It's just a fucking reclining yeah. chair. No, it's and not just a reclining chair. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Like, yeah, Cineplex hasn't updated their, their seats yet, so um even well, here they in Lethbridge. The, they have the what is it the vip which is supposed um, to be kind of like landmark yeah and it, it it basically is the landmark experience except um you have like a little ipad attached to the chair and it just has a menu of what you can order during the movie and they bring it up to you and they have like a full suite restaurant and everything you can get like ribs and fries and everything what? Is that is that if wow is that something you'd want is that would you really want to eat something to. that messy while watching a movie? Well, if you got like a little butler giving you napkins and wiping your butt, yeah. But like throughout the entire film, like you just call them in and they come in all quiet. Well, I, like when I did it, I ordered my food like maybe a third of the way into the movie, so I knew it would last me, and I got like a small popcorn with it to snack on, and it okay. was it was great. Honestly, I just it was like a treat yourself kind of thing because when you see enough movies with your Cineplex account, um, I think it's twelve hundred points, scene points for a regular movie admission, and then it's like eighteen hundred. They for... increased, they inflated the. It used to be a thousand. Oh, did it? Okay. Back well, <laughs> back mean... when when I was a kid. Okay, scene points came on the scene when I was fifteen. That was almost twenty five years ago. 
or 20 years ago, rather, for those of us who can actually do math. Mm. Um, <laughs> dating myself here. I remember when C points were thing because I was, I was just in high school. And uh, it was 1,000 points. 1,000 points for a movie. And then you used to also be able to take those 1,000 points. And let's say you already paid for an admission. You could get like one of their combos, one of their snack combos with 1,000 points as well for free. Oh, neat. But you can't do that anymore. Yeah, now it's yeah. 1,200 just for the ticket. 1,200? Um, what the and, fuck? And then it's like 2,000 for a VIP ticket. So eventually I saved up 2,000 just like over the years. Um, and yeah, I decided to do it and like treat myself. And I think I went to go see Tenet. I think that's what I used it for. Oh, that was that weird, uh, t- not time travel, but time oriented. Like movie? radioactive time. Yeah, it was um, time traveled backwards if you were like affected by this chamber thing or like radiated bullets. It, yeah, I, I can't remember the, the exact premise of it, but I heard it wasn't that great a film. I actually haven't watched it myself, but I've, I've I, I actually enjoyed it. It, I think, a lot of the issue with it was that it's a Christopher Nolan film, first of all, and he's notorious in his movies when they first go into theaters for the first week that the audio is way too loud for anybody to hear the dialogue. <laughs> um, the same thing happened with The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises, I believe. I think it was really bad with The Dark Knight Rises, if I if I remember correctly. Fuck, you know, um, I can't even remember, and I know I definitely went to see those in the first week they dropped. I think it was probably overshadowed by that shooting that happened in the theater, so it wasn't really, like, publicized oh, a whole shit. lot. Oh, shit. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Yeah, but... Yeah, um, that punk pretty bitch sure... dressed up like the Joker, right? Uh, Yeah, I think he was supposed to be the Joker, but he ended up looking like that Muppet with orange hair. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> um that was but anyways <laughs> anyways it was one of those movies that had like a really bad um audio issue and tenet was like no exception it, like you would hear a boat motor in the movie but it would like drown out the audio uh, uh, the dialogue of what characters were saying and there was a lot of dialogue that i just completely missed out on because of that well that's so, no bueno yeah that's and i i heard because i went to go see it like first few days it was in theaters i think so I heard they fixed it after that, but maybe that's why that people are having um, an issue with that movie. It'd be. Would you would you recommend that I that I give it at least one watch? Oh yeah, totally. Like, um, what's his face? Robert Pattinson is yeah. in it, and um, I thought that his character was really interesting, really great. Um, I thought like the twists. I think there's one or two twists in the movie that are um, that kept things interesting. I I felt like it was a good like classic movie definitely up there with like inception and whatnot oh that's a bold statement sir inception is quite the film yeah like i I thought it was an interesting premise um the way they explained it i guess it's somewhere in between wanted and hmm, inception yeah well like mixes those two vibes i gotta tell you i was not a fan of Wanted. (laughs) that movie was horrible and I know that there are some fans out there. I know that there are plenty of people who will probably disagree with me, but I'm telling you now, it's a garbage movie, and not anyone will ever be able to change my mind on the matter. <laughs> well, what did what did you dislike about it? Like, Everything. I thought it was an all right movie. I thought the the premise was all right. It was just such a weird, okay, the only hokey movie. The action kind of sucked. <laughs> the I guess it was kind of like Jumper in that sense. It was a really good premise, but it was like a one-off that they didn't really capitalize 
on. Um, but I thought the only stupid scene in the Wanted movie was when Angelina Jolie curves the bullet to like annihilate everybody in the circle, including herself. Herself, yeah. Yeah, and I thought that was like, I don't know, I just laughed during that scene. I mean, yeah, um, that and but like that, and I thought like, it was respectful. Morgan Freeman. <sighs> I mean, Morgan Freeman's great in almost everything he does, but one thing Morgan Freeman really shouldn't do in his movies, just because it just sounds weird coming from his mouth, is swear. And Morgan Freeman shouldn't ever be licensed to ever be able to say motherfucker, because it does not sound right when he says motherfucker. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Samuel L. Jackson, motherfucker is his word. Let him have that. and And like, he should be the only guy... That should be able to say mother. Well, him and Bruce Willis. I think Bruce Willis can pulls off motherfucker pretty good too. Mm, what about uh, Samuel Jackson? That's what I. That's what I just <laughs> said. Have you not been paying attention? No, I apparently am too high. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, carry on for two seconds. Give me a second here. Okay. Um. Anyways, going back to the the theater talk. Um. Yeah. Like I. I I'm surprised that that's your first landmark experience because I think I grew up when i lived in the northeast of calgary cineplex was like right there at sunridge mall um and then i moved to south calgary and landmark was there uh, right off mcleod trail so um i got used to landmark and then when they put those fancy seats in that's when i kind of went to them exclusively and i really only went to cineplex because you guys were familiar with cineplex (laughs) and chinook I'm sorry like, that we've been dragging you down. I think I even suggested <laughs> Landmark when we went to go see. Um, what did we go, go to Dune? see in like October? Maybe was it Dune? Dune, that was it. Yeah, when we went to go see Dune, and I think that could have been much more comfortable in in Landmark, but whatever. I mean, I used to go to Landmark all the time as well. I don't even have a scene card. I just went there because it was like kind of in the middle point for all of us to meet up. Because the closest landmark yeah, I knew of true. was that one in Shaughnessy on McLeod. Yeah, yeah, that's the one which that I used like, to go to. Which is a stretch for for me to get to because I'm all the way up here in the area that I'm in. Um, yeah, I guess for me, it's it, that <clears> one was like right across the street, basically from my high school. So me and my friends would go just walk there and watch a movie on a Friday. Right, and I mean, but yeah, I guess, landmark for life. Oh, like yeah, landmark for life from now on. <laughs> God damn, that was good. I think though, I think the wife was saying shortly after we saw Spider Man though that um, we still have a bunch of like free passes to Cineplex, so we're gonna have to use those up at some point. Nice. But like when she uh, she went back for a second snack, because I guess she went through that pretzel dog pretty quick. It was pretty fucking tasty pretzel business they got going on over there. I didn't know they had that. Oh yeah, so they had like a hot dog wrapped in a pretzel, and then they like and and she loves pretzels, right? That's her thing. diehard pretzel person i don't blame her pretzels are fucking delicious like the crunchy ones or the soft bready kind i think she likes both but loves soft pretzels more than hard pretzels yeah because i'm not a fan of the hard pretzels but soft pretzels are they're definitely something way too good and then they like kind of heat them up and then they put them over this grate and then they fucking brush butter on them yeah uh, which was dope. But like she, she even when she went back for a second snack, she was gone for like what felt like 10, 15 minutes. It's because she was signing up for the, the card they got there, the whatever program, the Atmos <laughs> no or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I laughed when she came back. I was like, you're gone for a while. She's like, yeah, I signed up for the thing. She showed me the card and I just died. That's we, I think, how impressed you were. That's, well, that's how, yeah. <laughs> Landmark, hook us up. <laughs> 
again, shout outs to Landmark Cinemas. If you haven't been and you have one in your neck of the woods, wherever you are listening from, go. You need to go. Is it a little pricier? Yes. Is it worth every penny? Yes, absolutely. To have your own comfort, to sit in a fucking mechanically, not even mechanically, like like machined recliner. I thought, when I say mechanically... <laughs> My brain went to like you pull the you, you pull the, the oh, like bar at the side chair. of the chair. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this yeah, one's a yeah. button. It's a slow movie. It's like a lazy boy, but it's like a lazy boy love seat, and it just like slowly reclines. And then as it as the feet get up to a certain point, it starts to move the back in. And like I was the most comfortable I have ever been in a theater. I didn't have to worry about people fucking walking past us because there's like. I don't know what felt like five feet of floor between our feet and like the back of the other chairs. So like there's so much room to move around if people need to get up and go places. It was clean. It was just, just awesome. I won't, uh, again, you've, you've changed my life with landmark cinemas and I will never, well, and, once we get through all these stupid free passes, I will then never go back to Cineplex <laughs> ever again. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers, right? <laughs> no, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. And like we did, we used, I think we uh, we got movie passes through like AMA or uh, or Costco or whatever because uh, you can buy them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll you'll use them up. <laughs> I was thinking maybe we just give them out as gifts or something. We'll just gift them. Let other people <laughs> go to Cineplex. People who are less picky about their movie experiences but yeah that was uh that was prime speaking of spider-man we will discuss this um we're gonna have a guest um or hopefully gonna record not that you guys listening have any frame of reference of what tomorrow is doesn't matter uh but we're hoping to get our friend ron in here um he wants to join us and have a discussion but uh, we're gonna we're gonna table the spider-man stuff until we can get him in because i think he's gonna bring and hawkeye right and hawkeye yep we gotta finish up hawkeye because uh, uh we got to episode four we have not discussed five and six but i think ron's gonna have a lot to bring to the table i didn't i didn't know uh he was nerdy like us i had no idea you'd be surprised how many nerds are out there I'm not, but I don't think I got that vibe from him. But then again, when we when we all worked together, I think I only seen Ron once or twice when we worked up uh, up in the Northern Store where we first started. Um, and then he got shipped off to another one, and then I got shipped off to another one, and I never really got the chance to really spend any real time with him. And it wasn't until Ryan was working with him uh, where Ryan discovered just how awesome Ronnie Ron is. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's honestly like he's into all of the stuff that we've been talking about on the show and i'm not sure if he listens uh or not but i definitely think like you said he would bring a lot to the table with this discussion hell yeah and and you know what and going forward uh in this new year i want to have i want to have guests i want to have more guests um and just fucking nerd the hell out whether it's ron or if i can get Nathan from work to come on or whomever. I don't care. I just want to, I want to have guests. I want to get this going. Um, our friend Kesar will eventually join us sometime this year. Um, she's just been having, um, life, um, uh, get in the way of things and uh, she needs to take care of her stuff on her end, but we will have our ghostbusters breakdown, um, and discussion on that and talk about what she does. Cause I think her job is fucking dope. She's a makeup artist as well as a, a prop master. That's so cool. 
That was pretty fucking awesome. That is fucking cool. And I'm sure she's got all kinds of good stories to regale us with on the set of Ghostbusters and, and everything else that she's working on. Don't, don't think we've forgotten, folks. It's not something that's been pissed to the wind. We're definitely going to get back to that at one point. We just need to get everything together and, and hope that our schedules can come together in the future. Uh, but this year's going to be big. I think, I think we're going to do all kinds of fun stuff. I want to try new things and, uh, and, and see what we can do. I just want to have fun with it. Let's get fucking nutty with it. I don't care. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Uh, but Ollie, you were saying that you, uh, you, you watched the Peacemaker episode. Yes. Tell us yeah, about it. it. Um, it's okay so... if you spoil it because it doesn't set in for me. And I don't care how Ryan feels about it. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if, if Ryan's good with it, too. Um... He yeah, is. He's I'm fine. Cool. He, he told me in private. So, <laughs> in uh, unlike Suicide Squad fashion, where they've ignored the first movie, in this one, they don't ignore the movie. It takes place five months after... Um, the the John Cena Suicide Squad movie, the James Gunn one. Gotcha. And um, I think turns that one out... was called the Suicide. Was that one the Suicide Squad, or was that one Suicide Squad? The Suicide Squad, I believe. Okay, yeah, because and like you know, it's it's odd. We've all seen it, but we actually haven't discussed that on the show. Uh, the Suicide Squad. I think we did do an episode on it. I don't remember. Yeah, we, yeah, we totally did because we were talking about um, uh, Nathan Fillion's character. Or maybe we just didn't record that. Maybe it was a preamble. It could have been a preamble, but Doesn't I feel matter. like we, we definitely... We don't, to, we don't have to break it down now, but like... Yeah. <laughs> was, but, it good, um, was it a good movie? Yeah, no, I, I cut but, you off. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But essentially, in the Suicide Squad movie, um, the Peacemaker gets shot in the neck by Bloodsport, right. and you just presume he's dead because then the building collapses after that. Right. Um, so the show well, takes up... If you're a fool... You presume he's dead. I knew he was still alive. There's no. It takes more than a little bitch bullet in the throat to take out John <laughs> did Cena. Of course, I, I, did. I did. this show get picked up? You know, knowing that they were going to make it, or was it just because of the the great feedback they got from the movie? I have no. You know idea. what? I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think it was because of the feedback from the movie that they made the show. I don't think they were planning on doing the show. Yeah, Ollie, I don't know if you know, but I talk a lot of shit. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm just saying, like, that's a good point. Um, but anyways, it takes up five months after, and he's just been in the hospital the entire time. Um, and then Amanda Waller basically has a crew that uses him um, to assassinate people, uh, essentially. Uh, political targets and whatnot. And uh-huh. they're, the villain is something called the Butterflies, which... I don't. I, I'm not quite familiar with the butterflies in DC comics. Um, Is it like a group? It, without spoiling, like the reveal in the third episode, it's just a bunch of like people Wait. being mind controlled. How many fucking episodes are there? There's three that dropped. Oh my god! And I'm they're so all like 45 behind. minutes long. I feel so behind. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go on, go on. Um, but it's it, it's actually like pretty funny. Um. And they have, I don't know if you guys ever went up to season five of Arrow, but I think that was a season where they had the Vigilante as like the main villain. And the Vigilante is basically Peacemaker's best friend in this show. They're not connected in any way. It's a completely different uh, universe. But um, his friend, the Vigilante, is actually kind of funny. He reminds me of Aaron Taylor uh, Johnson in Kick-Ass. He's kind of like that. Um, 
Okay. But yeah, the show is, it's definitely like rated R kind of thing. There's lots of nudity. There's lots of swearing. Or I don't know if that makes it R 18A or whatever, but it's it's the, definitely... The gratuitous use of, of the word fuck as well as nudity and gore. I think is what gives a, an R rating or an eighteen A rating. Yeah, so I think I think it would hit that because it definitely has gore. Um, it definitely has nudity, and or I think it has nudity. Anyways, um, yeah, it's well, just the Suicide Squad had nudity, didn't? Weren't they in a titty bar at one point? I think I can't remember to be honest. Or I was think that just did. a club? They were at a club for sure. Club. No, I can't remember to be honest. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyways, um, they show a little bit about Peacemaker's background, like. The whole show takes place in his hometown, so um, they don't avoid anything to do with that. Okay. And the guy that plays his dad is the same guy that was like the T-1000 in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick, is that his name? Yeah. yeah. I think he was also in the unit. He was in the remember. unit. I forgot yeah. that you, you've seen that show. Yeah, it was a good show. Okay. It was a yeah, he was, show. The, he was the colonel. Yeah, the colonel. with Mac's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, like, so it, it shows that, you know, Peacemaker's background, why he has that, like, fucked up sense of justice that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know if you guys want to hear more, but like, I, 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 do. I really like where the show is going. Oh, oh, the, the thing that you guys have to know is that the intro to the show is like the weirdest, most interesting intro I've ever <laughs> seen for a show, let alone a superhero like dc marvel show go on like it's just it's all the cast just like coming into a stage and like dancing like i don't know and it's just the way they dance is so like robotic and like mesmerizing too and the and the music the score in the tv show is like i don't know it's got a different vibe to it that i i I haven't quite seen in previous shows so I, i like it it's kind of unique anybody with uh any anybody with powers or is everybody kind of human um the butterflies the villains are the ones that have power um but i guess john cena or why am i saying john cena peacemaker you'll see in the first episode um when he gets his new gear um but his helmet has powers and yeah it's it's like it's not like yeah the toilet bowl yeah (laughs) um and then one other thing is that the cast, I don't know if you guys remember any of the people in the office that was in the Suicide Squad, you know, the ones controlling them and, and yeah, yeah. with Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. A few of them are part of the cast of the show. Like one for sure you'll recognize. I didn't recognize like the other two, but apparently they were in the movie too. Okay. Um, and then um, I can't remember. I think that's pretty much it. Okay, sorry. So head. what did uh, what did we say the premise of the show was? Like what's the He's he's so... being so after he recovers in the hospital, um Amanda Waller um uses a team to use him to assassinate targets because you know he's really good at killing people, just like Bloodsport was. Right. Okay, um, you did you did say that. I'm just yeah. I had forgot. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But I don't think he has the Excuse me, the, sorry. I don't think he has the explosive in his neck anymore. They haven't mentioned that at all so far. So that could be a twist or something. We'll uh, see. It could be. That'd be interesting to see. You don't think um, that it's going to have any tie-ins with like the Berlantiverse? I, I mean, I would almost argue because of the uh, the rating, even though they, they've they never been shy about 
uh, well, the multiverse in, in that sort of like yeah, that's true. Like in DC, I feel like the multiverse is just as big as it was for Marvel um, in some storylines. But um, I don't know if they will, especially since they they literally use Vigilante, who was already in the Berlanti verse. And it's sorry, the same... is it the is it the same actor, same character? No, no, no. But like same same comic book character vigilante and he has the exact same basically the exact same costume from what i remember um and um his name is the same adrian chase okay but like the way that sorry it's a different actor you said yeah it's a completely different actor but it's the same character with the same name so i don't know why it would be connected to the berlanti verse at all i feel like that would just confirm it but like i'll have to say the way they're doing vigilante in this show is way better after one episode than they had him in arrow because in arrow it was so obvious that this was the villain and adrian chase was like a politician running for office against oliver queen and um every episode they kind of just milked it and was like was vigilante adrian chase or was he not and it's like fuck this episode (laughs) episode 12 of like a 22 episode series and they're still dangling this carrot above your fucking face but like it was blatantly obvious that he was yeah yeah Yeah. it was blatantly (laughs) obvious i never ended up i think that's when i started to quit arrow i don't even think i finished that season well, I mean, you are way ahead uh, than I am, because I don't think I've actually ever watched Arrow. Season one's worth a watch. Maybe season two, but not much after that. I did catch snippets of, like, The Flash, though. My wife really likes that show. And yeah, I it's good. And I little bits of what uh, what she was watching. And it looked cool, but I mean, it. it I, you know what? I feel like we've we've talked about this before, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. We, we definitely find... have. I feel like the Berlantiverse is really campy. It is, and um, that's with why the I exception of Flash. he he did. What did we? I feel like I was. Oh, he's responsible for Titans as well. Is he like the Netflix show? Yeah. Well, it wasn't yeah. originally a Netflix show. I think just for the, this latest season, it is. I think uh, uh, was it like a WB or? A... I don't know, but it's definitely not a CW show because it has. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it it doesn't have any characters being shipped um and it's got some it, it's pretty dark in the first season from what i remember oh yeah i mean the third season is out now on uh on netflix not a sponsor I uh, it was but i came out is it fourth i can't remember okay third or fourth either way new season is available <laughs> on netflix right now again not a sponsor um but i caught it on uh soap today but i think i only watched like the first four, maybe five episodes out of however many there was. It's pretty good, though. Like from what I watched, I just kind of got caught up with something else and fell off it. But if you haven't uh, done done a full a full through, I recommend it. Okay, that okay. show. Have you, Brian, have you I'm not watched like, Titans? I've seen. I watched like I think the first two episodes when they came out, and I just didn't continue past that. Um, I won't yeah. lie. The 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 first season is extremely slow to start. And it does pick up, but like it does a lot of character building and background and exposition. Um, and it's, what's the word? Not campy. It's cheesy. It's super cheesy. Okay. And like the cheese doesn't doesn't go away. You just kind of <laughs> it kind of it becomes charming after a while, and then it just comes, you know, acceptable. Yeah, and then they, okay. they sprinkle in like some really dark storylines to make you feel how gritty it is. Like the whole yeah. um there's these two characters, Hawk and Dove. 
Dove, yes, and I like hated when the show would center <laughs> around them and the fucking love triangle because it's like Jesus, like why? Um, because there needs to be drama in in our action so that it's appealing yeah. for more than one audience. Yeah, that's right. But man, I don't know if you guys ever watched the Teen Titans cartoon, but that was the shit. I like love Teen that. Titan, oh, like yeah. like Teen Titans Go or like no, not no, no. the other one. Yeah, the other one. The Go is a children's um show hey don't knock it it's funny (laughs) (laughs) i've caught i've caught a few episodes over the years it's not half bad um but i think i know which one you're talking about i think of is it also on netflix um no i don't think i've ever seen it anywhere to be honest aside from ytv growing up as a kid that's right yeah i was gonna say nickelodeon but no it was ytv i love that show though that was the one with like it had robin cyborg uh raven starfire and beast boy right and that was like the only characters um they every now and then they would bring in um other characters like there was tara um and there were these two like bee dudes who would like shrink down in size, like Ant-Man style. Um, But they, I I don't know how many seasons the show was, probably something like four or five. But yeah, every now and then they had additional uh, Titans with them, but I don't think they would last. Okay. I just remember every episode. I think I, that I had seen, it was just the five of them, but I really liked that show growing up. Yeah. Generally it was, I think they don't, they didn't really do any big cameo appearances. But um, yeah, they definitely alluded to them. That one was that one was called Teen Titans, right? Yeah, just Teen Titans, yeah, and they lived in that, that just in a big T. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to watch this show. Fuck yeah, yeah, it was great. But yeah, Peacemaker, definitely Peacemaker, worth sorry, the watch. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely worth a watch. Okay. I mean, I'd heard really good things and I was looking forward to it. I I just really liked uh, John Cena in that role, but I didn't. Oh, he's good. Like if he was a character in the Suicide Squad where you just like loved to hate him or you hated to love him. I don't know which, but he was just like a huge asshole in the movie from like start to finish, basically Um, (laughs) in this in the show. He kind of has a lot of character development, so they're definitely like expanding on the range of the character, which is really interesting. So I'm looking forward to see where that goes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Shall we move on to um, what's that show? The League of Legends one? Arcane. (laughs) (laughs) How high are you, Ryan? (laughs) No, it's high. How are you? Jeez. Man, you guys might have to refresh my memory a little bit, but you were the one I, that saw it the most recent. I was hoping you would do that to us. I, I know, but I don't. I know fucking nothing about that universe. Like, I, I literally don't that, know anything. Okay, but well, there is no universe, that, that, right? That is the beginning of its universe. Yeah, this is, is this is yeah, yeah. Like I they I had mean, like four or five games already that uh, like aside from League of Legends that well, were all yeah, based well, I mean, they're 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 I filling there's in like three, I think. Well, because you and got League of Legends, but like the, you don't, you know, there there wasn't any real. They're making a two D fighting game like Mortal Kombat style, I believe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Like aside from it, like I went on the League of Legends sites and looked at their. I think they call them champions. Um. And if you read the descriptions, they all have a backstory, and the ones that appeared on the show, their backstory was exactly what it said there. So that was kind of the extent of 
a backstory that the that the IP had aside from Arcane, but Arcane's the one that's putting it like together. Okay. So I take it then that we don't like generally nobody really knows where those orbs are. No, no. I think that's all like the whole story of it. The only thing that has existed is the characters and like their backgrounds. But this yeah. is like an origin story for a lot of those characters. Well, the main right. ones anyways, I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So I just thought like that they left a lot of questions, obviously, that they, they're they obviously setting up for, for uh, future seasons. Yeah. But I thought that some of this would be in, like inaccessible lore in some way. But I mean, from the sounds of it, like there is no lore, which is so strange for something like this to just be sort of built from the ground up revolving around just characters. Just, right. Yeah. I mean, I think it makes it cooler. Yeah, well, the whole premise about um, magic being like a technological thing where they're trying to merge the two, that's already a thing in the champions themselves and their weapons and abilities and, and whatnot. Um, and I think they're just really scratching the surface because I looked at some of those champions and some of those champions are like demonic looking. So yeah. I, I don't know where they're coming from. And they definitely didn't allude to those at all in the in the show. So I and there's some ridiculous like 200 plus champions, I think. So oh, and I, and I, I think I tried to look for as many as there were. And basically there were maybe like six or seven of the characters that showed up in the tv series were actual champions so like so, do you think they're gonna take advantage of that and pretty much write stories around all these possible characters well that's what i presume they're doing with all these different seasons it's probably yeah. going to center around these characters we've been introduced to in season one but i bet you they're going to throw in um story elements to slowly introduce all the champions hmm because yeah, if crazy. it's if, if it's a League of Legends thing, then they gotta kinda like introduce that title card. Like what is the League of Legends, you know? Or do you think they'll MCU it and tell a bunch of different stories and then bring it all together in one? That's a good point. But I mean they left on a cliffhanger already and I'd be I would hate to not see <laughs> how that comes about, you know? That would be really shitty for them to just like leave us hanging for at least another year. Yeah. Well, I mean which that's modern given... television now. <laughs> yeah i mean i mean and, that's been that's been television for a good number of years yeah but like and not to mention with with animation i feel like that can take longer than an actual live action tv show because that animation is not cheap no like, not really yeah and <clears throat> and it was a really great animation especially i think there were two episodes in specific where they used like a really was it a low FPS animation and it was like a different art style for some fight scenes? One of them was mm -hmm. the the bridge scene between the the skater guy with the white hair and right. Jinx. And then it had um some rapper's music go on and apparently a bunch of people were, were crazy for that that song. But um yeah. Was like, it was it was it a rap song or was it a uh or a pop I, song? Because I know the um the Imagine Dragons did a lot of music. For this. Yeah, I think they did, did the majority of it. But it was it was a rap song and I can't remember the name of the person, but it's like some I don't want to say up and comer because that probably means I'm really out of touch with <laughs> with hip hop oh, and whatnot. Uh, was that you don't want you Joey Badass did that song? Who? Joey Badass. Joey Badass, was that like, his name? I feel like uh I feel like he did one of the songs that was in that show. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. While I have my computer open. Yeah, maybe you can look it up. I'm going to 
But yeah, the music was great. The intro to that show was great too, with that Imagine Dragons music. And yeah, I loved that one scene when they um when it was literally Imagine Dragons there in that like alley. Was it an alley? Like no, it was like a a bar like playing their music. Mm, like what? Like, like they did it. They did a cameo in the show. Who did a cameo in the show? Imagine Dragons, the band. They did. <laughs> yeah, they literally like like <laughs> they zoomed in. It was like episode two or three where they zoomed in on this band. No, in the you're bar. you're right. I'm just being high and completely forgetting. No, I'm, I'm explaining to Ryan. Yeah, I don't remember this. No, I know. I need the explanation yeah. too because, like, oh, okay, I don't remember any of this as well. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it was like a pretty obvious scene where, like, they they hung around this band for like a good minute while um somebody was walking by them. One of the main characters, um, what's her face with the red head with the red hair? Vi. Vi. Yeah, I think she was. Yeah, it was the scene when she just got out of prison and she was walking back to um her like childhood home or whatever and um in the tank top and i think or i think it was when she went to the brothel with the with the cop yeah one of those scenes anyways there was like a band and they zoomed in on them and it was it was literally coinciding with the imagine dragons song that was playing in that uh scene but it was definitely imagine dragons like they looked like animated versions of the band Oh, I don't think I don't think I picked up on that. Oh, yeah, I don't think I did either. I just thought it. I think I might have just thought it was an animated band just singing their song. I didn't realize that they had their like. Was it like their likeness and stuff? Yeah, going yeah, yeah. their likeness. You know what? <laughs> to be honest, I don't think I knew what any of the Imagine Dragons looked like until the Game Awards last year because they did that live. Performance. Oh, really? I, yeah, I, I saw them live when they were here in Calgary for the first time back nice. in like. 2014 2015 yeah you know i i don't think i listened to a whole lot of their music uh you know back when they first came out like i heard whatever their radio hits, hits were radio yeah everybody knows radioactive and i think i think yeah. that alone was just like oh okay that's 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 just them um and the more i hear their music the more <laughs> i'm like you know they're actually not a half bad group like i i could probably get into this i don't mind the amount oh, of dragons. Okay. It, was, it wasn't uh it was denzel Curry, that's who it was. Yeah, the, the the rap song. Yeah, rapper. Is he a? It's Denzel Washington's a... handle as a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> or it's a basketball no. player. Um, yeah. Is it an up and comer like? Uh... <laughs> no, I like, think like definitely Oliver not. Once, once. Well, it's not like it's super popular, but but he does have a decent following, and he's been uh he's been getting bigger over the last couple of years i think um, i know enough to say that he's cool. yeah he's definitely not an up-and-comer he's like he's been in the scene for a while yeah like he's a bunch of uh pretty is he the song. one that that did a song, song with the imagine dragons mm-hmm. i don't think so i don't think i don't mm-hmm. think you're you're thinking of kendrick lamar yeah is it kendrick lamar there was so. when they went to the was it the grammys what is the music awards called not the grammys the um isn't it the grammys is it the grammys <laughs> fuck i don't know i don't i don't watch grammys or the Oscars we're fu- or we're fucking nerds but we're so out of touch with the i know okay let's just oh let's God. just say it was the grammys but whatever the music equivalent of the oscars was they played radioactive and they had kendrick lamar do a few rap verses in it and people like freaked about that song but in all honesty that i don't know that's 
the rap verses ruined the flow of the actual song. It was literally just like the song would play 30 seconds and then it would cut and suddenly it was a rap song and it would just go back and forth like that. Hmm. But yeah, that's I think that's what maybe you were thinking of. One second. It was like there is a song that they did with the uh with a rapper in that show. Enemy with J I D. Who's J I D? Maybe that's like an up and come. Yeah, I don't really know too much about his music. Yeah, this track yeah, Enemy. I've, I've never heard of J I D. Like this is a fucking tight song. It's like like pretty much like the main song that played throughout this entire series. Mm-hmm. Soundtrack. Yeah, it was um, almost it was almost as bad as um Korean TV shows where they just play the same Imagine Dragon song over and over again. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like in Arcane, they definitely used like the same Imagine Dragon song like three or four times in the series. Right. Just like every Korean show that's out these days. Is that like a thing that they do? Is that like a Yeah, I think I talked about this in a previous episode. There were like three or four different Korean shows that I was watching on Netflix and they all played um that Warriors Imagine Dragon song from the League of Legends. Um, Wait, event. all of them all of them use the same song. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's funny. And they are, and they're all from different directors and different different shows. I mean, that I don't know. I just watched Korean shows on Netflix, but <laughs> some of them had sim, um, similar actors. Like right now, I think another one came out that's made by both the same guy involved in um, what what was that game? Everyone game show everyone was so crazy about Squid Game, and then that other one about the uh, the the three giant monsters that came out of nowhere to pummel you to hell. Can't remember the the name of that movie, but there's a there's another show out right now that has the characters from those shows as um astronauts. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's That's a lot of cool Korean shows on Netflix. Like what was that uh I'd recommend giving them a watch. Like I kinda like Korean What uh, was that zombie one that was done in like ancient Kingdom? Korean times? Kingdom. Yeah it's got I, I didn't get, I didn't get all the way through it. But like it was fucking cool, yeah. It was really yeah, it was, cool. And they're doing another one based with the same creators of Kingdom. It's another zombie series, but it's like um, high schoolers or something like that, or college students stuck in a college. Oh yeah. And I think that one's coming to Netflix. But anyways, yeah. There's a bunch of um, even just like the acting alone. I th- I feel like Koreans just do it really well. So the the shows are pretty interesting usually. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get on the Squid Games train. Yeah, I, I I watched it a few weeks after. I don't think it was as great as everyone made it out to be. Oh, I think it's. I caught snippets when my wife was watching it, and it's it's cool looking. But like that, it seems like a really not that it's heavy. It's just there's a lot of shit going on, and I don't know if I can fucking handle that right now. <laughs> that's the thing. That's some, it seems some, that's like some there's dark a... shit. It seems like there's dark stuff going on, but at the end of the day, it has a pretty lackluster ending, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. About a lot Should I watch it then? I mean, they're doing a season two, like, no matter what, like, with how famous that show got. Yeah. And they, they opened it up for a second season as well. So I think it's definitely going to be coming. Oh, when season two starts, I'd say. So yeah, I think a lot of people follow that rule. I mean, yeah, I guess I could I could check it out then. Like, I, don't, I don't know. It feels like... like saw the movie the tv show in korea yeah saw yeah like isn't there the like killer puppet well i mean not like the puppet but like with all the contraptions and weird oh twisted, no twisted it's not shit. like that at all they're all like no. children's games that they play really yeah it's 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 like well like korean children's games some of the games i'd never even heard of like squid game itself 
I don't know if that was just something made up for the show or if that's an actual Korean like schoolyard game, but that's essentially what they they said it was. Huh. Yeah, it's just the, the the premise is it's um like you know that movie that came out that was like The Hunt or something. It was the same creators of The Purge where it was just a bunch of millionaires watching people try to survive and like killing them one by one. That's basically the premise of the of the show. It's just uh, millionaires who pay to see these contestants go at it to win a prize pool, but the but the everyone dies except for the winner. Yeah, it's, it's like a that's, big game. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's so dark. Yeah, but it, it <laughs> but the show in premise is more about the interactions between the players rather than the um players versus the environment. Like there are like two there's like four episodes of the how many episodes is it? Like six, seven, I think. Like oh, half sure. the episodes aren't even in the game. Like it's it has to do with dialogue, like um, backstories and things like that, and like what happens after the games. Interesting. Nine yeah, episodes. Yeah, worth a watch if you're curious. But definitely give Kingdom another try. I like that one a lot. Hell yeah, that one definitely uh, looked fucking cool. Sorry, I lost my train of thought here. Huh. How do we get here from Peacemaker? Um. Imagine I don't even know, but that's... <laughs> oh, Imagine Dragons. Arcane. That's right. Oh, we were on Arcane. We were on yeah. Arcane, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Okay. Um, well, yeah, going back to Arcane, we were talking about the music. We found out that that was Denzel Curry, right? That did that yeah. song on the bridge. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I thought that story was pretty compelling. I can't help but think that like there was a story like it before. Um, it kind of rung a few bells, but I can't place my finger on it on what on just what it was but i think especially the first three episodes were really good and i was not prepared for that like time skip that kind of like broke me oh yeah i thought the third episode was fantastic and the first two episodes were world building but i think it i preferred the last two episodes of the show to the rest of it oh yeah like there was a lot of character development honestly in that show i think one thing they did really well was that um they had a lot of characters and a lot of them had really good and interesting character developments. Yeah. And I liked how yeah, I agree. the last we keep going. Oh, I was you were honestly engaged like, like Being I don't think they're governed by all these other characters that just seem to be against um the the guy that owned the bar and then um Powder and uh Pilko. Yeah, oh, just Ra- uh, um Vi. Yeah, that's it. And just like really showing how that divide grew over the course of the time skips and just how hostile things could get um, because of the the actions that were taken by both sides, like whether it was the underground or the overworld. They, right. they yeah. had an effect on each other just to varying degrees. Yeah, like what I, what I kind of understood with, I mean, at least the plot at the end of the, of the season was that the underworld was what Silco wanted to rule as its own like nation, yeah, like, right, or like city state. Yeah, he wanted independence of what was going on in the overworld because they didn't care about them anyways. Mm-hmm. But it it was I think it was a point brought up by um what's the little dude's name? Hammer? Heimer Heimer Heimerdinger. Heimerdinger, yeah. I think he brought up that it's more complicated than that and that you need like um those like impoverished workers to because that's what the over city is like built on or something like that at least i think yeah. that's where they were going with it so yeah i, um, I don't remember and, exactly but i think you're right like it, it was something about requiring that 
labor in order to have the fruits that they were used to living on in the overworld yeah yeah exactly so yeah the action was was fantastic in this yeah that's right and i and i and i sorry i really did like the um i guess the progression of it you get the first three episodes of them as kids um and like how they were kind of growing up and that the loss of uh what was their like father-like figure who was he again i don't remember i don't know but vander that sounds right we're pretty close. Yeah, something like that. I know he's a champion in, in League of Legends. Like, he's his own. Yeah. Oh. And then flash forward to, like, after the events of all of that and seeing the dichotomy between Vi and now Jinx um, and just was... how fucking twisted shit got. Well, it, and it was purely manufactured by Silco. Like, try to be in the shoes of Vi when they got separated in episode three vi was just pissed off she she was wanting to come back to comfort um powder but then she got kidnapped by the cop and then silco took um powder right like and the and it was later revealed that the cop was under silco's payroll and it was all a ruse uh for silco um to use uh powder which really sucks like poor vi getting out of prison and having to deal with that yeah no kidding that's why I liked the yeah. time skip. Like, that's not something that I would generally say for most uh, things that will do a larger, like a couple year skips. I generally don't like it in a lot of shows, but I felt like the way that they did it made that scene more impactful. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only other show that in recent memory that has a big time skip is um, uh, the 100. There's like a few seasons where they have like a year time skips in between them. And oh, it was man. just, and it completely changes the setting of the show to the point where you just you just don't even recognize. Aside from characters that have been around since season one, it's become a completely different show. Oh yeah, man. I'm I'm very behind on the hundred. I think I got out to what, season five, season six. Oh, that's probably around where I left off. I think season seven was, was the last one or something. Yeah, I think they've got a few more. Um, like um. Wasn't it like I thought there was like eight, eight, nine. There could have hasn't been. it hasn't it been going on for like. Well, what's the last thing you remember in the show? Oh shit, the last thing I remember was the. It was when it stopped being this post-apocalyptic survival sci-fi show and turned into a sci-fi fantasy when the chip was like a living AI that fucking oh. that shard, that shard. Yeah. And like you needed to have the night blood. Wasn't that because like, it's like the synthesized blood from like the first person who fucking programmed the AI and like it blew my fucking mind. I want to say um, that's season four, season three or yeah. four. I th- well, season three was the one that ended with them finding out that the uh, like the nuclear power plants were, were going to go off. Yeah, and, and then and season, season four, four is... was all that stuff that Alex was talking about. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, right. They, and when, I like when they got rid of the chip. Yeah, and what's his yeah. name was like kind of being controlled by the ai and so what was the what did they call that city it was like that um, virtual there was like a virtual world oh i don't know what the virtual one i don't remember like that show was fucking all over the place but it yeah was, it was pretty fucking cool like i won't i won't deny that yeah and then um yeah season five is after yet another apocalypse event occurs and then season six they're not even on earth anymore like it it, it goes fucking wild places oh, really? okay well yeah in that season 
<laughs> I don't know how I feel about that now. Do yeah, I want I, to I know up? exactly. <laughs> and this is why I was saying like there's time skips and it's just like, oh, like, I mean, they do explain them in the season finales and then the first season, the sure. first episode of the season right after. Time but yeah, place, there's there's like year long time skips. I think even in between the fifth season and the sixth season when they're no longer on earth i think it was like a hundred year time skip or something ridiculous like that like yeah Holy shit so like completely different characters and everything too no they were in cryopods of course they were oh, okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be honest, but of course like, they were <laughs> like, and like i, I don't show. know sorry I don't think I'm going to watch the rest of the show at this point. It, it gets so weird. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen um, the Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency on Netflix. Only Great. only his thumbnail and m- maybe a trailer for, th- really? for the first season. Yeah. The same if you group, like, yeah. if you like mysteries, it's a got, it's got great, two great seasons of good humor and good mystery. Like, and, and they're not just like, hardy boys mysteries they're like time travel time paradoxes um multi-dimensional travel um involved mysteries and oh it's no i'm not even gonna say that it'd be completely (laughs) disrespectful to an entire (laughs) to an entire group of people (laughs) Um, and yeah basically in season two there's another like dimension they go to and that looks like the planet that's in um well, it reminds me of the planet that they go to in the uh, latest season I saw of the 100 where they're on a different planet. But yeah, it's just, it, it gets weird and, and uncanny. They go to a different fucking planet. Yep. <laughs> and are there aliens on this planet? Like, what's, where, what? Yeah, yeah, there's what, aliens. Uh, what direction does it take? Um. So the reason they left the planet um, was because all the nuclear reactors on earth did end up going off i believe right so it was like a nuclear armageddon and they all got into a spaceship that ended up being called down um that was like from a mining facility um on like jupiter one of the the moons of jupiter or something like that and that like rescued them and they introduced like a whole bunch of new characters with it and so when they leave the planet they go to um it's got like really weird plants and um it just it feels like willy wonka when they go into like the chocolate river kind of thing it's just everything is just bizarre <laughs> okay wow and like okay. they have to survive a... the element and i think they're in the medieval ages on that planet and then the yeah, villains fucking... the villains are another one of the um who were the crazy dudes that were being like juiced up to make them crazy in like, and it was revealed in like season two or three. Um, it was the mountain, some something about the mountain folk, right? Yeah. The mountain, the... the men from the mountain were injecting like random tribe people with this red serum right. that made them right, rage right, right. and whatnot. And, and essentially that tribe, the, the ragey tribe is, um, is what the villains are in the on the new planet. But I didn't I didn't watch more than like a quarter of the way into that season because I just how I just did didn't they get there? with me. Like they they had a spaceship from the mining colony. But how? Like what the same you? like the these same creatures somehow got from Earth to this other planet before everybody else? No, I no, think it he was, means that like those creatures were like the natives of that planet. And they yeah, were just they were like the natives stages of evolution. It, yeah. And the civilization that exists on that planet is medieval. Like, they don't even have technology or anything, I don't think. 
Jesus. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. I might <laughs> I might give it a rewatch just to or like start where I left off just to see it through because I'm curious. Well, now I'm, well, yeah, now yeah, you've got me curious. Yeah. And, and I think a, like my That's a huge commitment. That's a huge my time favorite, commitment. My favorite character was the one dude who kept sabotaging everything. Um the the weird looking actor that like was like the villain in the majority of the first two seasons that oh. everyone hated him. He oh, was another one my, of the 100. He was the, the one that was like uh, really f- close friends with that priest uh, that had the, the thing that goes in their neck for the leader. Zach. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I think that's him. No, yeah, I don't remember any of that. He himself heavy in one of the seasons. And then he was like a fan favorite afterwards, I think. Yeah. He was, he was the one that was like sent to die in season one when they got Murphy. pissed off at him. Murphy, that's his name. Yeah, they like they wanted oh. to throw they wanted to throw a bunch of people off the cliff because they like transgressed against the rest of the group, and then right. he got away in the scuffle. Right. And then, and then at the end of season one or two, he ends up being in the bunker where the nuke is. Right, and he shacked up with uh, one of the uh, one of the mutant girls, and she has yes. something with, with her hand or something. Yeah, yeah. And that's like yeah. his girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think I think they they kill him off in one of the seasons and that's when i just felt like it was going downhill that's messed up fuck i totally forgot all about that yeah the yeah, hundred holy shit dude man i remember when the show first came out and like the first few episodes weren't that gripping but after that it was like whoa you were like in your <laughs> yeah. i don't know i liked it a lot especially season yeah. two it was really dark to me it felt like the first two episodes the actors just were not taking it seriously yeah like they held the difference between episodes one and two and then even episode three when they sort of like they're like oh okay this isn't doing too poorly we're gonna get our shit together or something like that but it just like there was such a drastic change in in the level of competency i think yeah and and the character development i think their best move was you remember that like the the hot girl in season one that like everyone like hated and was the sister of bellamy oh Oh, yeah yeah Octavia, yeah, that's She's her. Canadian, by the way. I think most of them are Canadian actors and Kiwis. Yeah, like Bellamy and the main chick are both Kiwi actors. Yeah, what was her um, name? I don't remember because she was my yeah, least favorite think... character of the show, even though well, it like, her centered around her. Was... Her name Hold was... On, I got I'm. I got Clark, IMDb right? Yeah, IMDb it because now was... I'm curious too. What was Clark? Clark. Yeah. Yeah, Clark. Yeah. Yeah, even though the show centered around her, it's kind of the same feeling i got from orange is the new black the main chick was just not that interesting everyone else was but anyways octavia has like major um character development from the first season through like the sixth season well like, she falls in love with the grounder and then they have their thing and then he dies and then she goes more or less crazy becomes a grounder essentially and then yeah like, learns how to fight she goes pretty and badass like, as far as i remember yeah, she yeah. ends up she ends up being like the leader of the new world or whatever. Oh, and I think okay. she's that's crazy. Pretty sure she she's the villain in season five. No way. Yeah, yeah, she's. I'm pretty sure oh. uh, she becomes a villain or like is just. Well, villainized. there was like two villains because the miners were also villains. They were like a gang basically because they were all ex-cons. All the miners. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. yeah yeah they they kept it interesting but it it did go in weird directions yeah yeah it definitely did but like overall like it was a cool fucking show like yeah super interesting now i'm curious now i kind of want to see where where it takes off to 
and honestly, in my opinion, uh, it, like I don't know if you guys have seen the expanse. Oh, you were right. Seven seasons, man. Good call. Seven seasons. Yeah, but I found the hundred way more interesting than the expanse was. I've not seen that one. I also have not seen the expanse. Don't watch it. But no. it's got the same. <laughs> you are the got... first person to tell me not to watch it. Really? Have you heard who... from a lot of people? Well, like McLean people... at work, he I think he likes that show. Somebody else there's a few people who've who've brought it up. It got pretty popular in like season two because it was um super realistic science. Like literally everything um science and space related they literally went out of their way to explain how it worked on that show based on like plausible theories today and it made it really boring for me yeah no it makes it tell me the actual science behind it or possible science behind it give me the bullshit we get from the mcu where it's a fucking quantonian hyperdrive or whatever like give me give me stupid sci-fi babble i don't want yeah or like what lost in space did i thought the way they did space travel was really interesting um but yeah um the expanse is it's also very political it's like mars versus earth and i don't know i just like martians or well mars was a colony of earth there's there's two colonies there's mars and then there's the outer ring or whatever and people in the outer ring, there's so, such low gravity and they're so impoverished that um, they end up growing really tall and skinny, like 10 feet tall. And they can never go to Mars or Earth or they'll die from the gravity. Jesus. Um, and then and then Martians are like, they're basically led by a dictator and Earth is like a democracy. So, and and then there's a crew that it follows who i don't know what exactly their role is but season one introduces itself being a murder mystery but it, in season two it ends up turning into like a really political mars versus earth thing and i don't know i just i i, I just didn't like it after that interesting mm. you yeah, know i uh i definitely like my sci-fi simple and and yeah one thing common with the expanse and arcane is that they have the same um actress in it who like people really love her voice and like she has a huge cult following and everything but i just i can't stand her raspy voice who's well, that that's, uh, police officer woman from the first couple of yeah episodes. the yeah the police officer woman in arcane she plays like the ambassador of earth or something like a major role in the expanse and okay. i just i can it's like nails on a chalkboard like i feel bad for saying that but like nothing against her it's just like I don't know. I I can't handle it. My ears. No, honestly, like in the first. What was couple... her name? Do you, do you know? Was she the one that traveled with? She was the uh, one that was talking with uh, Vi and Powder's uh, adopted dad in the like trinket shop, like it, with the with the dude, like a big guy um, that kicked the kid out of the store, and then they were talking about um, what uh, Vi did uh, and like the explosion and all of that. Like I think. I think this was episode two or maybe even episode three i think it was episode where um they beat up their like bartender dad in the in the rundown oh, building grayson uh um, i'm not sure man I, I don't even remember let me let me look at the cast of arcane and i'll i'll tell you in a second here but yeah I, I it, I, if it's who way. i if it is who i think it is. she's she, she's indian I, she's I been she, in yeah yeah indian. she's been in all kinds of shit Oh yeah, she's in a lot of, uh, especially like as a voice actress, she's in a lot of stuff. But I yeah, yeah. felt the same way when she first showed up. Like I, I found 
that I didn't like her voice and then it sort of grew on me as she was uh in the show a little bit more but like the first couple times yeah. just I I don't know it just uh didn't sit well with me I guess I I don't really know how to put that like without it sounding yeah. bad Yeah <laughs> Yeah that's how I felt but I mean aside from that um I I really liked Arcane I thought um I think my favorite character ended up being the um the whole hammer guy Oh yeah, the, the council was... person, Jace. Jace, yeah, yeah, yeah. him. He's yeah, and he's dope. he's voiced by um, an actor that was in. He was in Arrow for a season. He played Brother Blood or something like that. And then he was also in Lucifer. He's like a Kevin main cast member of yeah of Lucifer. And I like okay. him. So yeah, it didn't occur to me till like episode five that that was him. But I think I my favorite him. character was Jinx. I just I thought that like her descent into madness over the course of like episode four to nine was amazingly well written oh just yeah very- i feel i felt so bad for her too like when you got to that scene where she had everyone strapped to the table out was that like episode six or something it was, was closer to the nine. end yeah that was yeah that was the end of, the, of season one really yep it was like oh you're right last, because uh, yeah because then she launches the nuke yeah oh right that's how that ended oh fuck yeah where she kills silco yeah and like in that scene i felt so sad for her because you could just see how she was like deceived by everybody basically and like she went crazy as a result of not knowing who to trust so she just did the thing she knows best and fucks things up yeah yeah and like i i couldn't help but think through the entire series that if they honestly like um like didn't treat her so horribly like at every turn everything she did i think vi was really the only one that ever stood up for her and yeah um if 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 she had more support she wouldn't have had that but she was just like like the pawn i think i feel like because she had i would almost say like in her eyes she felt as though she had equal support from silco because he treated her like his daughter and that she he she wasn't capable of doing anything wrong regardless of the way that everybody else under him saw her actions like that yeah. scene where he uh, where jinx just goes crazy and almost uh shoots the the woman with like the blade arm um and how silk kind oh, of just yeah. brushes it off to the side like he don't don't worry about it even though she pulled out a minigun and friendly fired on like <laughs> everybody in that room but i think that the the primary reason why she found so much trouble with making that decision at the end was because she had such great supports on such polar opposite sides of, of what her life had been. Right. Mm-hmm. One hell of a show. Truly. I can't wait for season two, but I just, I just hope that they, uh, that they do it as well as they did season one. And I have a very hard time seeing that being the case. I feel like, I don't know if I'm just like a big critic or something. I try not to be. I try to take things as at face value. I don't watch trailers to get myself super hyped. But I'm finding that with with quite a few TV series these days is like season one will be like great. And then they can never top it or keep it consistent with season two or three. Yeah. Like there's very few shows that I've watched that actually get better or maintain their... um integrity like case in point um over the past month i've been re-watching the dexter series because you oh, know yeah. I, alex 
so graciously uh, allowed me access to his Crave account, and um, my wife's have... Crave account actually. That one's yeah. that one's her. That one's not me. You you well, shout out to, shout out to her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, because there's that Dexter New Blood series that t- p- picks up um, ten years after the last season. Right. So I've been catching up and watching both at the same time. And like Dexter from seasons one to eight, it just goes pretty much steadily downhill. And I think that was <laughs> when I first started noticing that trend with a lot of TV shows is like they can't ever maintain that like primo like first season. And it yeah. sucks. I think the only ones in like recent memory for more recently released shows would be The Mandalorian and um, The Witcher, actually. I think those are the only two shows where I feel like they've either kept their stride into season two or it's gotten mm-hmm. better. No, I, I'd agree. I don't. And Kingdom. Kingdom is the other one for me that I felt okay. that that improved a lot. Um, I have yet but... to see that. But like, you guys have been talking about it so much. I feel like I have to yeah. now. Hmm. Yeah. And I need to get back on it. Yeah. Yeah, so you just you just have to find the diamond in the rough kind of thing. I saw mm-hmm. a post on Reddit where somebody was saying um, it was on the front page. It was like, stop wasting your time watching all those shows that you hope could pan out and just like start watching stuff that um, is actually like good and keeps your attention. Right. I don't know. You know, I feel like... Uh... Since we were talking about it earlier, like way earlier, I think the, the preamble before the show, like Book of Boba is uh, off to a good start, I think. I agree. I mean, I, I like the first episode being mostly just backstory. Um, I, I know that there was actually a decent amount of people that didn't like that and they felt it was too slow paced. And I can kind of understand where they're coming from, considering we're only getting, I think, seven episodes with this show. But I think it was absolutely necessary that we got everything that we saw uh, from him escaping a Sarlacc pit onwards in terms of flashbacks in that episode, just to sort of bring us up to speed. Um, However, I do wish that that entire sequence of flashbacks was, would have been released as like an episode zero and then episode one um, sort of allowed for a little more um, world building in the modern uh, stages of Tatooine. Right. Yeah. I agree with you because by the time I got into episode two and it kept doing flashback stuff, I was like, wait, didn't we just like go through this? I was kind of confused at first where it like came in. And um, yeah, it's funny, like uh, episode one, chapter one, title chapter one, I guess, got a lot of flack. Um, I was seeing comments uh, and like reviews about it and they were just like, it feels like it's an episode in a larger series that like you don't know where it's going and the irony is is that's literally what it was it was an episode it was the first chapter of a seven chapter series and you don't know where it's going yet because it's the first episode so i found that really really funny um but yeah season two i felt was like immensely or episode two was immensely better than episode one i really liked that whole train um robbery fiasco that was going on (laughs) it was pretty dope it's it's interesting to see a perspective that we've never gotten before and that is that is of the the tuscan people Mm -hmm. is they're like in and we've we've been not brainwashed but we've been we've been led to believe that they're just you don't fuck with the tuscan raiders they'll they'll just kill you for no reason yeah well that said they do sort of uh they do sort of bring that up in episode two once they're 
um, talking with the pikes. Uh, they, they bring up the fact that there are like multiple Tuscan tribes, and right. they allude to the fact that this tribe that Boba is with is one of the more um, peaceful. I want to say not really peaceful, but like like they're more willing to 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 listen, and they're not just savages. Like they right. they aren't necessarily a democracy, but they're also not just attacking people for the sake of doing it. Um, and it, it kind of makes sense like for them to say something like that because of, like you guys said, the way that we see the Tuscans in every other part of Star Wars where they're, they're just uh, these seemingly mindless raiders that will just attack anything for no reason, basically. Yeah, right. yeah I, I felt it was very interesting that they started to show us more about um, those that group because they've been in a few Star Wars movies at this point and I've always been so curious why they wear their garb and they never show their faces or anything like that but I don't know it makes a lot of sense with their lifestyle they're like nomadic it's kind of the equivalent of the I forget what they call those suits in Dune where they it, it regenerated <laughs> your water from your urine and everything oh, and your perspiration oh, the, oh, this, you know what <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't remember the suit. name. Still suit, right? Still suit, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and it was just interesting to see their lifestyle because get water, they have to look for these. Um, I don't even know what you melons? call them. Yeah, yeah, whatever those melons were under the under the sand, and then <laughs> they, look, sometimes, they look like squash. They look yeah. like a pumpkin, a little mini pumpkins. Yeah, and then sometimes you'd be so unlucky that there would be a fucking like six armed gorilla like sleeping under the sand. Yeah, the thing was <laughs> crazy. It looked like it was like Goro crossed with an insect crossed with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what that thing is. Like, no fucking clue. Generally, I, I feel like I know this stuff, but I had never seen something like that thing before. Yeah, I'm I mean, surprised something like that could even live on that desert planet. Right. But, like, something in that episode that not a lot of people caught. Uh, do you guys see, uh, you remember that one part where um, it's during one of the flashback sequences where he's wandering in the desert uh, and he sees. Um, these people like being raided by a band of uh, like speeder bike. Right. And people. they paint that shit on the, on the outside of the walls. Yeah. Do you guys know what that is? Like, do you guys no. know what, what's happening there? No. Do you know what that is? I do. Yeah. So oh, this, tell me. Uh, this, this was actually something that um, happened under Jabba's rule of Tatooine. And it kind of makes sense why, uh, what the fuck, whoever took over for him, I don't remember his name right now, um, kind of continued doing it. But those guys are mercenaries that worked for Jabba, collecting the water tax, uh, water tax that he had on moisture farmers for protection within his land. And these, these like bandits, uh, essentially that work for him, they show up a lot in the comics. And one of one of the parts that I like the most about it was they would often try to raid um, the farm that Luke grew up on, but <laughs> Obi-Wan, being his protector, uh, obviously wouldn't let that happen. But in order to keep a low profile, he wouldn't use his lightsaber. So he would just beat the shit out of these gangs of like Jabba's people, <laughs> like barehanded, just beat the shit out of them for going onto the, uh, the farmstead of uh, Luke's uh, uncle. That's crazy. Nice. That's a and little fun like, fact. And that's from what, like, like the comics or like, uh, all like old books. Like, what, what's, what's that from? Yeah. So I think, um, what part? Like, yeah. It, where's the lore come from? Yeah. 
I think the first, like the water tax was initially uh, brought up in uh, one of the books from episode four. Uh, and from there, they sort of like took the idea into the comics, which I think then um, Obi-Wan was introduced into the whole situation. But I believe that it started from uh, episode four and just just like as an extra little lore piece in one of the books. Crazy. Hmm. Yeah, but there's there's a bunch of those things like episode two has a lot of shit like that. That's uh, I, I bet a decent amount of people don't pick up on, like especially surrounding that Wookiee gladiator that shows up. Yeah, yeah. I was curious. Black Chrysanthemum. Black Chrysanthemum. Yeah, that's the name of the Wookiee. Yeah. Well, That's in the in the show, they just call him Chrysanthemum, but in in the comics, he he goes by Black Chrysanthemum. But apparently, that white scar on his head was actually uh, caused by Obi Wan in a duel as well. Shut and, up. Like hit him with a lightsaber, and that like white scar on I think the left side of his head uh, was his battle wound from that fight. Huh. Yeah, but he's like he's a huge lore character, like. He's had run-ins with almost every major bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe. That's insane. So, like, so this is a big deal, then? Oh, yeah. Like, this character is... Um, I know him most for uh, this one comic run where he uh, encounters Bosk. You know oh, who yeah. Bosk is. Yeah, Ollie. yeah, yeah. Well, does Ollie know who he is, though? Like, I know you know, because no. you've seen Clone Wars and stuff. So, no, you know I've, in no the episode... You know in um, uh, uh, Empire. Empire Strikes Back... When they're in the ship and Vader's enlisting all the bounty hunters with Boba Fett to find the Falcon, mm. Bosk is like that lizard guy that's uh, like initially shown in the first shot where the like pilot person just looks up and he just sees like a foot hanging over his head and there's like a big lizard person just standing above him. No, I don't think I remember that, but go on. Okay, well, he that character is Bosk and his race of uh, people Trend, are essentially right? something like that. I don't really remember, but they are mortal enemies with Wookiees, uh, like to a point where they, they kidnap Wookiees, bring them to their uh, one of their worlds and just hunt them for sport because Wookiee pellets are apparent or Wookiee pelts are apparently super expensive on the black market. Like He's predator style. Yeah, pretty much. Like they fly around in these like little saucers and they just hunt them down through like super dense jungle and stuff like that. It's it's really interesting. And the Clone Wars uh, has a couple episodes on that. Um, but their two races are mortal enemies. So in this one comic run, they meet in uh, in a canteen on Tatooine, and it's like no questions asked. Both of them just drop their weapons and start trying to kill each other with their bare hands uh, until they're eventually enlisted to work together on some project. But uh, that's where I knew him from was that comic arc, but apparently he's uh, he has like run-ins with Cad Bane. He's fought Boba in multiple different uh, comic runs. He's one of the more feared bounty hunters in the galaxy, especially at this time. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, is Cad Bane a big deal? Did we lose Cad Bane somewhere, or is Cad Bane possibly still alive? No, or Cad Bane is still around, very much so. I, Do you I think honestly, we're going to get Cad Bane in, in Boba? I don't know how much I want to say because you guys haven't seen episode three. He's not in it, but... <laughs> but, he's, but he's mentioned, isn't he? No, he isn't. Oh. But I think that he is going to be like one of the pivotal characters um, in this coming war that, uh, that Boba is preparing for in episode two. 
Shit. Like uh, again, I don't want to say too much. Episode three is very short. It's it's pretty meh in a lot of places, but it has a lot of cool shit that happens. I don't know. And... Like the first the first five that I caught, five minutes of that that I caught, it was all right. I thought it was pretty funny how he he got them all hired instead of killing everybody. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like that though. Like a, a lot of people have been saying that Boba's too nice in this show. What do you well, guys I mean, think about that? Just because he was a badass bounty hunter or is a badass bounty hunter, I should say, doesn't mean he was a heartless prick. Although that again, he did work for Jabba the Hutt and he did encase Han Solo in Carbonite. Let's not also t- forget the fact that he crippled entire cruisers to try and kill Mace. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, okay so like yeah, war prisoners, right? So like, <laughs> committed actual war crimes at like the age of thirteen. Definitely, um, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I mean, <laughs> I guess, I guess this the time. I think what what's happening is it's the time he spent with the Tuscan people changed him, changed his perspective on life. Yeah, I feel like that's where they're going with it. I think he's trying to be a more what's the word I'm looking for? Not uh, not humble. Well, I guess humble is one way to put it. Well, I mean, he he came close to death. Like he almost died. So he's got to be feeling humbled by that. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, No, I I ask because I I kind of agree with what you guys are saying. Like a lot of people are saying that he's (laughs) he is being too nice, and and I can kind of see why they say that. But in the same uh, in the same breath, I think that there's a reason for it, and I also don't think that his character would want to start his reign in the same way that uh, like people would view the huts reigning. Well, well, I mean, he can't because it's it's. I mean, in episode two, they were like, yeah, we, we don't actually have a rancor in our nest right now. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And he definitely like in, in the same Pardon way me, that uh, the guy that took over for Java, the fucking the guy with a weird like snake ponytail thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, like he, he just doesn't have the reach to do that. And he hasn't made a name for himself where the huts are known across the galaxy as being the most notorious gangster family. Um, but I, I think he, he wants to build his empire without having that fear. Like he, he wants, wants to be respected. He doesn't want to yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. But I also do think that he's going to be pushed to a point where we see the, the Boba that everyone is wanting to see where he's just completely ruthless and will do whatever it takes to, to come out on top. And I think we're going to see that further down the road, but I think they needed to have him stay as like the nice guy up until this point, just so everyone that he's interacted with sort of builds a, a, a rapport with him and understands that he has the potential to be this terrible person if you push him to that. Right. No, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, but this this third episode is pretty good then. Or you said it was just okay? Well, I, I'm torn on it because there's a couple things that are like I, I don't really like. There are a couple things that are a little strange, but there's a lot of cool shit that happens. Like, okay, I, I would say it feels kind of like the solo movie. Oh, God. Like it, I hated the solo movie. (laughs) But just just hear me out for a second. Hear me out for a second. It's more like how he gets all the cool shit, not necessarily about developing anything. Okay. Like it's not it's not like how Han Solo became Han Solo. It's how Han Solo got the Falcon and his gun and like his friends kind of deal. But it's 
I, I, I don't want to spoil it, and it's, it's hard to not say anything. Well, you know, I don't give a shit about spoilers, and Ollie did say he doesn't care either, so you're welcome not to talk about it. IP. No? Okay, I mean, I can I can talk about it if you guys want to. Yeah, do it. go Open for it. it up. Okay, so... People want to know, and if they don't, they can stop listening. <laughs> yeah, so my first my first thing that I do want to say that I didn't like, uh, there is... A, I don't know if you guys have heard anything about this, but there is a chase scene closer to the end of the episode that it's just it it's shot weird or it's like bad CGI. I don't really know, but it quite literally feels like they're going about 20 kilometers an hour. Like you're just sort of watching them like mosey on through the streets <laughs> in what's supposed to be a chase scene. Okay. And it's just like it, it feels a little bit. They look like a couple of seniors on scooters. <laughs> yeah, like and it, quite literally, because it, it's like it's the bikers on their like bright, uh, they're like bright colored bikes. Right. And oh, I heard about this. They yeah. they seem so out of place for the color palette that Star Wars is known for, is what everyone was saying. Yeah, and especially for Tatooine, like it it does it, it almost looks like it's trying to pay homage to like cyberpunk or something, but. It just doesn't fit the vibe of Tatooine. Like maybe if it was like a like a Coruscant uh, street gang or like a more developed city, then right. I could believe it. But they just look out of place in Tatooine, in my opinion. Um, but there is a lot of cool things that happen in the episode. Um, I won't talk about the flashbacks too much because there's only one and it's really brief. So I'll just let you guys experience that when you watch it for, uh, for the first time. Fair. Uh, but. We do see the uh, the two hot twins return. Um, oh, they're twins! I thought one yeah. was like growing out of the other. No, no, they're they're twins. <laughs> no, they're twins, and they just sit absurdly close to one another. Yeah, I I honestly don't know too much about those two. As far as I know, they're newer characters, but I might be entirely wrong on that. Um, <laughs> what 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 uh, are they? They're like other huts that want the territory, right? Yeah. So the huts are like a family, like. Um, oh they're not the race no well oh. i'm actually not entirely sure because i know that there is a very large family specifically of the huts that we know but i don't know if there's more of them because they do have their own planet but i'm not oh. sure if they're just like if it was a planet that they just took over because of their their power um but anyway uh it sort of starts off with a flashback and then um, after he leaves the Bacta tank, uh, the first thing that happens is Black Chrysanthemum basically like rips him out of it and tries to kill him. Uh, really? So, yeah, so as he's doing that, obviously everybody else uh, that's like there hears um, Boba just getting his ass beat completely like out of his armor and everything. He's got no weapons on him. Right. To so, answer the question though, the huts are the race. Okay. Yeah. I guess I guess they're just like they are kind of one big family then. Yeah. Like maybe it's like a, like the Genosian situation where they're just sort of spawned from one like like oh, yeah 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 kind of um, like a colony of ants. Yeah, kind of. That but would sluts. honestly that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> which which makes it ten times more gross. But anyway, so uh, he's like beating the shit out of Boba. All of the like biker people walk into the room um, to try and help him. Uh, and they just get fucking dummied. Like, they get absolutely annihilated. It's like six on one against this Wookiee, and he's just destroying all of them. <laughs> uh, until they eventually, like, they're, 
leading him to away from Boba. And in the process, they get him over the Rancor pit and drop him in there to hold him. Uh, so then in their planning for what they're going to do to retaliate, um, the two Hut twins show up, obviously having enlisted um, uh, Chrysanthemum to go and kill Boba. And they show up outside of uh, Jabba's palace and essentially just apologize and, like, respect him for not getting killed, I guess. Sure. Uh, so as they do that, they warn him that they're leaving Tatooine because another faction has laid claim to the land and they are not willing to essentially go into an all out war with another, um, crime family over this territory. Who this crime family is? Uh, well, kind of, but like they, they kind of show it at the end of the episode, but I also have my suspicions that it's not what they show okay Uh, but i'll get to that in a minute because the coolest part of the episode happens like (laughs) right after they have this conversation and uh, i'm not sure if you guys like did any looking in the credits but uh danny trejo is in this episode oh what yeah nice his role his role is particularly cool because he is a rancor trainer (laughs) and as a sign of respect for not getting killed by Chrysanthemum, the Hutt's gift Boba a baby Rancor along with Danny Trejo as its trainer. That's dope. I won't go too much further into that because there's a whole like thing that they go through and like they're talking about and it's fucking dope and you guys will love it when you when you watch it. So I won't I won't go into that anymore. But I will I will respect your restraint. But this sounds but awesome. I, it is fucking <laughs> awesome. And then after that happens. They find out that the mayor has been playing everybody like we knew from the beginning. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so they go to talk to him. Turns out it he's off world. It wasn't blatantly obvious. Of course he is. Yeah, seriously. But he's off world, and that's what triggers the chase scene, uh, which, disappointing, again, you guys will see it for yourself, and I feel you'll probably think the same thing. Right. Um, but... After that, we sort of see the snippet of who they're setting up the enemy to be as uh, a ship docks at one of the ports, and we see like 20 different uh, pikes walk off the ship. And oh, yeah. It, so, yeah, a lot of people would assume that like the pikes are the enemy faction that are sort of doing this hostile takeover of Tatooine, and it wouldn't be a far stretch to believe considering they're like the main traders of spice. Um, and, and that there, said, and there, what what is spice in Star Wars relative to what spice is in Dune? I think hmm. it's actually like pretty much the same thing. Like spice on its own is like I don't, I think it's used generally in like a production of a lot of things. But if you refine it, it turns into like a really harsh drug. Right. So uh, that's like another whole tie-in with the Wookiees is they're basically harvested to work in these spice mines. Um, uh, of Castle. On Castle, yeah. And yeah. they're basically like, it's a death sentence within like five to ten years of a Wookiee being in those mines. So um, I think that that's going to tie in with Chrysanthemum and we might see him even joining Boba at some point later on to sort of uh, fight against the Pikes. Oh shit! You think we're gonna we're gonna they're gonna form a a super group? I think so. But I again, like going back to what you were asking about Cad Bane earlier, I think that he is one of the parties responsible for this happening. Like I think he's going to be one of the top men of this uh, 
this other guild that's working to take Tatooine. But I also think that it's not the Pikes. I think it's Crimson Dawn. Um, after the acquisition that Maul made of all of the major crime syndicates. Right. So, like, I don't think they split after Maul died. I think that Crimson Dawn took over what the Pikes were doing, and we're going to see maybe, uh, what's her name from Solo? The, the woman, um, Daenerys Targaryen? Uh, what's her name? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know who you're talking about. That's the character yeah, I like the least in the Solo movie. <laughs> kind of well i think <laughs> i think we're gonna see her coming back as like the leader of this faction group is all i'm saying and then like she'll have enlisted uh, some high profile bounty hunter like a cad bane type character to sort of uh be even, her fed what even happens to her at the end of the solo movie i completely forget she just ditches them she just like takes the ship after they kill the dude and uh leaves han and uh everybody to deal with the um fuel that they had oh okay are they are they going forward with any other like origin story movies in star wars or was that like a one-off well see that one i think is a one-off especially because the end credit scene was her calling maul to say like uh this is what's going on and at that point he's still alive which is presumably about 20 to 30 years before the events of book of bova because he dies before Luke is introduced, technically. Hmm. Interesting. So I think it's just like the remnants of the Empire he created, uh, and they just sort of like held on to the power that uh, that he gave them um, after the takeover of Mandalore. Huh. Well, that's going to be pretty crazy. I'm so eager to see where this unfolds. Me too, man. I, you I'm, know, I'm I'm pretty happy with <laughs> with Disney's uh, output of series and. And movies lately like i think everybody's got oh shit i don't even know where my head went oh my god <laughs> well, well speaking of the disney series um did you see that another moon knight trailer is dropping on monday no i did uh, not know that yeah i think they're gonna i don't know if they've already revealed an exact date but i think they're gonna reveal a date for when it premieres that should be awesome yeah we can get a release date hell yeah fuck I'm it's really gonna bother me what was i gonna say god damn it <laughs> Hmm. no it's gone it's gone we're just I'm gonna sorry. we're just gonna get a text two hours later like oh that's what i wanted to say <laughs> yeah that'll that that just about sums it up for me <laughs> yeah fuck brains fried after recording two different episodes oh yeah <laughs> fuck Honestly. totally right you know it was funny we did mention this at the at the top of the show there um yeah we uh we did our first collaboration today um, with Adam from over at Tiff Tech or uh, Tales from the Animal Kingdom. Sorry, I blanked on that for two seconds. Um, <laughs> from over in the UK, he's an awesome dude. Um, definitely check out his show. Like he's, uh, they just kind of talk about whatever. Like it's not even a, there's no real topic. No topic is off topic. They've got flat earthers and Scientologists and, and practicing witches and all kinds of stuff. Paranormal researchers and and there are some there are some out there tales. There's some pretty wacky stuff. Um, but he's a fucking cool dude. We collaborated with him today and just kind of shat the shit for I don't know. It was like what almost two hours, I guess. Pretty close to it, I think. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Do you guys have? Did you? What, did you guys have fun? Like. Oh uh, yeah, that I really. Was, yeah, like, I'm, I'm glad that everybody had a good time because, like, that was the first first collaboration 
and I thought that he was a kind of a, a cool dude before we even got started. So I thought maybe you guys would also like him. Um, yeah. But hell yeah, no, it was a good. Uh, go, go check that out. That actually airs. That doesn't matter because nobody knows <laughs> when this is going. Um, I'm going to say tomorrow because it will for us. It will it'll drop Sunday, um, the 16th. Yeah, definitely go um, check out that episode because Alex almost touches tips with our friend <laughs> over there. It's not like I fanboy out or nothing, but like I, I do, I do listen to the show every fucking every week, and it, it's just funny and and cool to meet somebody else who's who's in the business um, and doing doing all right in the business. Like it's it's cool doing all right. He's almost hit his one year next well, month. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, that's right. He said it was like seven weeks. That was February. February is when his uh, yeah when he hits the one year. That's insane. We've still got some time before we hit our one year. So, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we've come a long way. Holy fuck! Like this is episode fifteen. I guess on the grand scale, when you look at at Tiff Tack, there he's at uh, fuck. What do you say? Thirty, thirty something, thirty two, somewhere in there. Yeah, just just dropped. Yeah, like that's holy shit. That's a lot of that's a lot of episodes. Fucking a. But yeah, no, shout out to Adam over at Tales from the Animal Kingdom. If you haven't listened, go check him out. He's uh, he's a pretty dope dude. And uh, yeah. Just a good episode. Support yeah. your boys. You gotta support your boys. Hell yeah. Fuck. God damn. Yeah, no, that was that was fun. He's a, he's a funny fucking guy. Yeah, yeah, he is for sure. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm, I, I think the accent is what, what makes it even funnier for me. I don't know. I'm just a fan. Yeah, of, I, I, uh, I will say accent. I love his accent. I think his yeah. accent works really well for like the topics he discusses. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the slang that he used as well. Just like super outlandish stuff to us, but it still like contextually made sense. I just right. Like, <laughs> some of the some of the words <laughs> that he was so strange. <laughs> but like this, the even stranger is yeah. I understood it when exactly what he was saying as he was saying it. But, yeah. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. Adam, thanks for having us on, man. That was dope. And uh speaking of time, we're we're kinda up in the uh the two hour mark. Is there Yeah. Do we want to close this out? Or do I, is there I anything think so. else anything else we wanted to touch on? I think we we not that we had a plan. Actually, you know what? That was fucking awesome. No plan, no docket. Yeah, I'm liking it. Yep. It was, uh, <laughs> new format. New us, new year, new year. No, I'm kidding. That's <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, kinda, right? Yeah, I mean, we got a lot planned for this next year. Like, probably not stuff we'll necessarily talk about now, but we've definitely been in talks for bringing a decent amount of new things to the table in the next year here. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a good time, even if it doesn't explode all over the internet. It's cool. I don't care. I just want to do stuff. Same here. Hell yeah. Well, um, yeah, I guess we'll call it here. Um, it's the shout out time, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's been yep. a while. It's been like a month. <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, shout outs, of course, over to Matt to Rat. Matt the Rat. He is our <laughs> producer over at Rat House Productions. R A T T H A U S dot net. Check that out. There are other podcasts on there. Um, I don't know how current they are. I mean, it's us and Twat FM. And shout outs to Twat FM, Sean and, and MDI over there. You guys are awesome. Um, I, we have a show because you inspired me to start a show. So that was that's that's how we came about. Um, but yeah, check check them out too. And uh, hell yeah, Ollie, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they find you? Just go stalk Ryan. Uh, but Instagram, <laughs> Instagram at Oliver.hruiz. 
Could you could you imagine, Ryan, if Ollie does in fact use you as a reference point, uses your socials as a reference point as to what's going on? <laughs> it's okay, I'll give you a cut. You know, I'm just trying to <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to spread the wealth. He's just, he's just leeching off you. He's leeching off your that way your... Ryan won't get sad when he has like I get nine subscribers to his every one and then you know at, at least he has some. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. God, I, I God damn. Looking out for the homies. You're welcome. <laughs> for every nine you can have one. <laughs> I forgot. I'm so sorry, Ollie. You are definitely the talent here here on this show. Please forgive me for, for my, firing uh, my, me earlier. Yeah. <laughs> did I fire you? Oh yeah, I did on Tiff Tech. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah awesome. but it We'll see if he airs that part because then I technically get to keep my job. <laughs> oh, he filtered. He's going to filter nothing out. He's just going to cut off the end at a reasonable time and then it's posted. He puts his music on it and that's it. Nice. There will be, yeah. Keeping you it simple. Keeping it simple. You got to keep it simple. Ryan, if people on the internet want to find you or find you on the internet, well, I guess people on the internet trying to find you on the internet. Both are true. Where can they find you? Yes. Yes <laughs> to both. They would. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at. Uh, Instagram and on Twitch uh, under synthetic seven s s y n t h e t i k the number seven and the lowercase s. Um, I've been doing streams every Monday, Wednesday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, occasionally on Thursdays. But Wednesday Wednesdays are mostly going to be exclusively watch parties, um, especially while we're getting new episodes of Book of Boba every Wednesday. Uh, I've just That's been what was going on. Stream. Yeah. It's actually a lot of fun. Just like I just have one of my monitors set up as a timer so people can follow along. Um, but I obviously can't have any of the actual show being shown on Twitch or any of the audio uh, because it breaks guidelines. But um, you can just save the stream for later so people that want to watch it at a later point uh, can still watch along with you and get a little bit of commentary as we go. So I more or less brought up the same things um, throughout the watch parties as I sort of talked about regarding the episodes on the podcast today. Mm. Um, just like going along as things happen, but it's definitely a good time and both of you two should uh, hop in at some point if you're free. Well, right. on I'm off Wednesday. And I remember yeah. we were talking about Wednesday as another day for recording, and, and I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, there's something going on that day. Like, I'm, I'm like, I remember I made plans. It's you. It's doing the watch party with you. Yeah, and we would just, like, sync up our Disney Plus, because they have uh, some form of watch party feature, and uh, we would all be on the same time and just uh, probably in the Discord call like this, so everybody in stream could hear both my audio and uh, whatever input you guys would have along with that. Okay, awesome. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm totally in. You just tell me what I got to do on my end uh, to help out, apart from just being there, if I need to. I mean, aside from, like, unless works. you wanted to do, a, like, a stream as well, just uh, whether or not it's setting up a profile or just um, getting all that stuff prepped, <laughs> uh, you really wouldn't have to do anything. It would just be a matter of joining the Discord um, doing a couple audio checks to make sure that we could hear you, but we couldn't hear uh, the actual sound. And then uh, from there, we just, we'd be good to just start streaming. Awesome. Yeah, no, I'm in, man. 
All sounds yeah. good. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I'll message uh, you guys on Wednesday because I think I work that morning, so right. it would likely be a little later in the evening anyway. Uh, I've generally been trying to keep it around like four to six ish when I start those streams, and I'll give it like ten or twenty minutes before I actually start watching, just sort of give people time to to see it and whatnot. But I'll message you guys on Wednesday and let you know uh, what sort of time I'm planning for. Okay, sounds good. Fucking okay, And uh, I suppose if you guys want to find me on the internet, you can find me on uh, Twitter at the real snurfin. I almost forgot at the real snurfin, <laughs> uh, as well as on Instagram at snurfin. Or if you want to find us as a podcast, you can reach out to us at Nerdy Nomicron on both Twitter and Instagram. Although I will say our Twitter has been not blowing up, but it's been it's been getting noticed. So we're yeah, it uh, seems we're, like Twitter's kind of popping lately, dude. In the last like five days, we've had like three or four different shoutouts. That's so on Twitter cool, from from other 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 people. Yeah, and I think it's it's the association with good pods and uh, and everything else that we're that we're doing, uh, and we're just we're just gonna grow. That's that's what this year is for growth. Yes, sir. And having a good fucking time, nerding the fuck out always. Hell yeah. Well, that's it. That's episode 15. Definitely a, a long one. And you know what? You guys deserve it because we were gone for so long. So this is us making up for that. Um, hopefully, tune in next week for... We're definitely going to talk Spider-Man with Ron. I really want to get Ron on the show. I think it's going to be an awesome time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a cool cat. He's a good character. So I think he's going to bring a lot to the table. And uh, yeah, that's it. That concludes the episode. This concludes the episode. Yeah, Happy New Year. (laughs) Peace. Peace.